Welcome back to Administrative Static and hot off the presses. We have a brand new Supreme Court case. It's that time of year. It is that time of year. And this one is, it, it involves administrative agencies, but in an interesting way. And there's two things. Can administrative agencies ruin your credit report so that you can't get a loan? And are they peep, Are they persons? Are administrative agencies persons? And I don't think those are intuitive uh, answers to those questions. But uh, the Supreme Court had a very interesting case, I think, on all of this because uh, it also goes in. We were talking last segment on how the IRS always uses the Anti-Injunction Act to say that whatever you do to sue them isn't allowed. Well, the other thing the government uses a lot is sovereign immunity. And sovereign immunity is the idea that you can't sue the sovereign without its consent. And it comes from um, – there's a lot of uh, constitutional um, scholars who don't like it, who say that it was gotten rid of in the Constitution. I, I think it guards the public fisc, so I I'm, I'm, don't mind sovereign immunity, but I think that when it's waived, it's waived. And uh, the Supreme Court has come out with uh, just that. So let me tell you what happened in this case, because it's, it's very interesting. Uh, the Farm Bureau of uh, the Department of Agriculture has various loan programs for farmers so that they can get seed and, and prepare their crops. And, and, and Mr. Kurtz, uh, Farmer Kurtz, had gotten one of these loan problems, uh, loan programs, and he had uh, uh, planted and he had sowed and he had reaped and he had paid them back. <laughs> So he paid everybody back. He was on time. He wasn't in default. And this sounds like Mr. Harper. I, he exactly. paid his taxes. He like, paid his you, taxes. What do you want, government? Exactly. So, so, so uh, the Department Department of Agriculture. It's it's bureau that's responsible for this. Called the Department of Agricultural Rural Development Rural Housing Service. Um, they told the credit. That's a mouthful. Yeah, they told the credit reporting um, services that he was in default. And he said, I'm not in default. Here's all my papers. And the credit bureau looked at it and said, hmm, it doesn't look like he's in uh, – the, the credit reporting system said he doesn't look like he's in default. And they go to the they go to the, the administrative agency and they say – and the administrative agency won't change its mind, won't go and fix the problem. So this guy can't get low-interest loans for someone who pays on time to, for his crop in, in, or a crop insurance, a number of things apparently. So um, – so he sued. Which is important to a farmer. Correct. Crop insurance. Correct. By the way. And it's all and it's all <laughs> and, cash and, and it's all cash flow, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, what's that? What what's the insurance going to cost? What's my seed going to cost? How, what what is the interest rate I have to pay? All all very important. And so, so he decides to sue them, and they say, "Well, what are you suing us for? We made a mistake, please." And and we're the sovereign, and the sovereign has immunity because you're asking for money. You're not asking for an injunction. You want us to pay you back all that money you lost. And I'm sorry, but we're we're the government and we have sovereign immunity and we don't have to pay you nothing. All, all the money you lost. You mean all the money we took from you. Exactly. With our mistaken conduct. Right. So um, so he sued under the Fair Credit, Credit Reporting Act of 1970. And it was amended in 1996, and that's important. So what happened in 1996 is the old Credit Reporting Act hadn't covered enough people who could tell the reporting agencies that you have bad credit or did something bad, and so they could lie and hurt. So Congress expanded the definition, and they said – I'm not going to quote the – it's like 1680 of the Fair Credit. You don't need to know the sections, but they said, here is the definition of person. 
and they said administrative agencies of the federal government, and here are your remedies. And, um, and here's your remedies if, if any of these persons have misreported your credit. And the government said, well, no, they didn't mean that because there's, there's criminal penalties too. And you couldn't, you couldn't have the agency tried criminally for any of this. And I thought- Too, too bad. Yeah, exactly. Too bad. I, I, think that's, I think that's an accurate statement. But so Justice Gorsuch, in a unanimous opinion, there's no dissents, there's no concurrences, there's nothing. They said, all right. That's refreshing. Yes. If we can't- if, 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 all right, maybe you can't be tried criminally, but just because there isn't one remedy available to the government doesn't mean there isn't another. And they waived sovereign immunity because they did it clearly. We can read the words and see what they were doing. They don't have to say, and we waive sovereign immunity. This, the, what the government wanted was, um, was that, you know, Congress has to do 20,000 things to waive sovereign immunity rather than just say, we define agency of the federal government, and we give damages for it. And, and Justice Gorsuch said, look, um, first, I, I thought his understanding of the importance of this, that it's not just some sort of, sort of side issue. He said, a credit report can determine everything from whether a person can secure a credit card, purchase a home, win a new job, or start a small business. And then he notes, and Congress Notice that. That's why they put in the fair credit reporting, and, and they don't like mistakes in this. If you make a mistake, and you and I think you get like 24 hours to correct it or something like that, but if you don't correct your, your – um, that's just from memory. It's not – but, but, but the thing is, if you don't correct what you've done wrong, then people can sue you because they're getting hurt badly. And, um, and so uh, the, the government's saying, no, that can't be we, – we don't – Congress didn't just open up all these, these – um, suits against us because we report to the credit people all the time. We've got all these, and, and they, they couldn't have imagined that. And they used a bunch of cases from the 70s and the 80s before textualism and originalism came in. And Gorsuch- And before computers. And Well, well that's true. <laughs> but really, that what really drove this, and I find it interesting that all nine judges signed on to this opinion, which says- those cases use legislative history and legislative intent and not legislative language. And our approach has changed. Does that have any relation to relentless? I wonder. It's fascinating. So the, the fact, the fact that he got nine to sign. Now, of course, this is this. Uh, there is no justice who likes misreporting to credit. Uh, so there's not, I mean, <laughs> there, there's not like some secret cabal of, of, right. of Supreme Court justices who like this kind of underlying activity or see a problem with checking it. So there's none of that. Um, but uh, which makes it a great case, which makes it a great case. But the fact is that he could put in that our uh, analysis has changed so that these cases, and I'm, I wasn't familiar with them, so I'm not going to go into them just because. Um, we did not file an amicus brief right, in Right, exactly. So I'm not familiar with them. But it is interesting to me that Gorsuch is saying that, look, to the extent those cases differ from what we're doing now, they were very legislative history, congressional intent, not drawn from statute uh, and words. And so this should really control, and we think, and, and they had relied on, you know, you have to say sovereign immunity and stuff. And he said, nah, look, um, they defined the agencies. They said what the remedies were. They wouldn't have done that because Congress could have just left out the agencies. And if they left out the agencies, then he could have said, well, that's not clearly waiving it. Um, and what he says is, um, conversely, 
when an unmistakably clear waiver of sovereign immunity appears in a statute, no amount of legislative history can dislodge it. So he is going against some of these cases, saying that, look, the, the words are clear and we're not going to muddy up clear language with legislative history, which all nine of them signed on to, which 30 years ago, I don't think that's true, Mark. No, I, th I think you're right. I think that wouldn't have been true 30 years ago. And, and what's refreshing about it is remember that when you have legislative language, every member of Congress had a chance to see that and a chance to vote on that one way or the other. And that's why we treat that as law. When you're talking about legislative history, oftentimes, John, that legislative history gets written after the vote, even, I know of in some cases from when I was on the Hill. So the, the idea that you would rely on legislative history when members didn't see that legislative history, didn't necessarily know that that was, that this one person had said this in committee or whatever before it got to the vote, they were basing their vote on what they saw and what they had a chance to read ahead of time before they voted. And that doesn't include legislative history. And there's another thing I found interesting here in that Kurtz won in the Third Circuit. The Third Circuit had decided that sovereign immunity had been waived. So the government really had to bring this up. And, and the language was clear. They only had the Third Circuit here. Why they, and maybe there was a circuit split, I don't know, because I haven't followed it, but why the government went ahead and did it now um, in, in such in a case that look where the facts are so bad, I don't know. I'd really like to kind of know what was going on because they didn't have to bring it up. Um, they might regret that now. Yeah, and um, and so uh, so what what Gorsuch says, he says, look, the the two cases where we where we've always you know waived this one is very clear, and they create a cause of action against the government and only the government, and and also when um, they say and we're waiving sovereign immunity, but here. They created a, um, a cause of action against all persons, and they included the government, and that's enough. And so, and because it's clear in the text. And so, this textual decision, um, first of all, it helps a lot of people who are going to be hurt because the government can make these mistakes all the time, and they had no incentive, as in this case, to correct it, right? If, 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 if they had called the next day and said to the credit reporters, you know, we made a mistake, they wouldn't have gotten sued. But the agencies had no incentive. Now they're going to have an incentive to get on it, right? Not only did they ha not have an incentive, they thought that they were protected in their uh, lassitude. And it turns out that's not true. And so, uh, and this, and so then um, Gorsuch goes through, boom, 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 all the statutory portions of this that show that they meant to put in the agencies. And he says, through this series of statutory directions, no less than those we encountered in Kimmel, previous case. Congress has explicitly permitted consumer claims for damages against the government. Dismissing suits like Mr. Kurtz's would effectively negate suits Congress has clearly authorized. We need look no further to resolve this case. So that is a clear textualist answer. He, he just does nothing but quote portions of the statute, portions of the statute, portions of the statute. I don't need to look at anything else. So this is another clearing out the weeds of untextualist, unoriginalist cases. Now, did they overrule anything? No. But they said to the extent those cases were driven by legislative history, we're not going to follow them. And I have not seen anything that this parade of horribles will cause any problem with the law. I think and, it's a, and if it does, Congress can come back and fix it. Yeah. Great case. I wasn't aware of it and um, beautifully written as well. And We'll see you next week.